I think that that's that balance that I think everybody has, whether you work remotely for yourself or in an office, is figuring out where you want to spend your time and what's most important. Because I feel like when I first got here, I was work, 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 working. I took a step back and said, okay, I've got work to do, but I've also looked at my priorities. And I think everyone has to do that at some point is where are your priorities? How much do you want to work? Where is the balance? between making enough money or having enough time. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. In this week's episode, I speak with Sarah, who is a location-independent content marketer living in the Caribbean with her family and the founder of UncommonMama.com. In her site, she shares how she was able to make living in the Caribbean more sustainable by maintaining social media and marketing campaigns for hospitality brands. Listen on to find out how Sarah is able to successfully balance work, adventure, and family life in the beautiful island of St. Croix. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited for this interview because I'm actually on location in St. Croix because Sarah invited me here. It's so exciting. It was such a crazy and awesome trip to be here. And we also just saw a double rainbow this morning. So that was really awesome, right? We queued it on just for you. Exactly. While we were having breakfast, it happened. You were talking about double rainbows here, Sarah, and then all of a sudden it just happened. <laughs> Perfectly cute. Perfectly. So you have a really interesting story because you're also a digital nomad and you have chosen St. Croix to be your place, right? Your place to stay in. You have a family here. Your husband is actually originally from here. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to where you are right now living in this beautiful island? Sure. Um, So uh, I live on St. Croix. I've actually lived here, moved away, come back, um, but it seems to be home for me. And actually a number of other people. Once you have St. Croix in your veins or in your spirit, you seem to always wind up coming back here. So I met my husband in the Peace Corps on our way to an island in the South Pacific. We served in the Peace Corps in Western Samoa. And he always talked about his island, his island, his island. Wait till you see my island. (laughs) And I was like... But we're living on this beautiful island. So when we finally left Peace Corps and tried to settle back in the States after traveling for a number of months, neither of us were real comfortable back in the U.S. So we went to go visit his mom here on St. Croix. And in the middle of Carnival, I was like, you know, we could stay. And he looked at me. He goes, it's not like this all the time. I'm like, (laughs) well, good. That's a little too wild for me. So um, we wound up staying the first time we were here for eight years. And then we moved to the States for five. And we've been back about two. 
So my son was born here, my mother-in-law's here, but we came back after the two major hurricanes, Irma and Maria, because my husband is in construction, so he came back to help rebuild his island. And I just love the sense of community here, and being part of that rebuild has been amazing. There has been a lot of new things happening in St. Croix, especially, like you said, after all of the different natural disasters that have happened. And you see a lot more people coming here since then. Do you see more changes coming up? And has it been a really great one for the island? In some ways, yes. Um, In some ways, maybe not as much. I think St. Croix survived a couple of other major hurricanes. So after this storm, there were houses, I think, that were built better than some of the other storms that fared through some major storms as well. I think the digital world has really changed. We have a good, strong internet connection here. And I've been working digitally (laughs) and remotely for a while, but it's really neat to see that community grow here. Like I have friends that, you know, are day traders. I have friends that are software developers. I have friends that do real estate in the States. I have a ton of content marketer friends. So it's neat to see, you know, we live in this beautiful place, but we also balance our work and don't have to go into a brick and mortar building to go to our office. But we don't always hang out on the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> like what most people would think you do because of all of the Instagram photos, right? With the right. laptop on the beach. But what you said is really interesting to me because I have gone to a lot of different small islands and usually the internet is horrendous. And I was really pleasantly surprised when I came here because throughout the whole entire time, I've had really great internet. So I definitely think this is a huge digital nomad spot that not many people will think of. when they think about going somewhere to just chill and relax and be in an island and also have internet if you want to work. So I think this is St. Croix is like the place to be. Yeah, I agree. And we're sitting in a brand new cafe, not sponsored, but we are, you know, it's this beautiful space with wonderful coffee and a nice communal table in the back. And, you know, the Wi-Fi is open and I haven't had any trouble with it. Yeah, me either. (laughs) And even with my own phone, like without any Wi-Fi, I was getting internet, no problem. I was getting text messages. I was getting all of these things from it. So I've had no issues. Now let's talk about how you actually became a digital nomad here in St. Croix, Sarah, because it would be for a lot of people, like how do you actually sustain this lifestyle? And with you, it's with social media marketing and content marketing and content creation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you were able to make this a remote lifestyle and business for you? Sure, sure. So when I first came to Ireland straight out of the Peace Corps, I actually wound up working for a small website design company, which was really strange because I'd been living basically off the grid for two years. And this is, you know, early 2000s. I'm a little bit older than your usual content <laughs> marketer. I have a business background. Um, so I... I started working for this website design company and I was like interested and I was learning all about this new thing because I hadn't done it before. And then I slowly realized, well, my heart was more in nonprofit. So I went to go work for a nonprofit organization and help run their events. And then they said, we have no marketing budget. So I learned how to do email marketing. And then I learned how to market through my own personal network on, at the time it was just Facebook. So I kind of organically taught myself how to market for nonprofits with a very little budget. 
And then that sort of grew into bigger events, bigger social media networks, bigger email marketing campaigns. And then I got picked up by a, um, we have these uh, EDC companies here, economic development companies to do the stateside marketing. So I was working remotely for them for a little while. That wasn't my thing. So I, I just kind of evolved into doing content marketing. When I moved to the States, I went to go work for another website design company and I was doing SEM and, and marketing for them. My clients were kind of, um, I don't want to say, I guess boring, yeah. you know, I guess I could say a tax attorney and a chimney sweep and a, and I was like, oh, this is, I'd like to go back into hospitality because my original focus pre-Peace Corps was I was restaurant and I love doing events and I, I like the engagement you get and you, I wasn't getting that at SEM. I was just kind of talking through some of the things that I had to do and I really liked the engagement and how social media works as a two-way street, not just like talking outward. So um, I started working with a friend that I knew from down here on hotel marketing and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I actually grew up in my parents' hotels when I was a kid and I, you know, my parents had restaurants and I worked at Disney World. So <laughs> hospitality is in my blood. Yeah. So to do hotel social media and content was was like kind of a perfect fit. And then I sort of, you know, and I've done some other ones. I've done e-commerce and, and some other pieces, but I really like the working with hotels and their content and showcasing the destination, not just the hotel. So I also love walking into, we were just talking about this with photography as well, is when you walk in as a, with tourist eyes, you have a very different perspective than if you go if you're on property all the time looking at the same thing over and over. You were saying you had friends and that would come visit you and take these fabulous yes. photos of things that you pass all the exactly. time. So um, I, I, I currently have a mix of off-island and on-island clients, all hotels right now. So And I like to do work for events still here and there, mainly nonprofit events. It's a really interesting industry to be in, and you also have these really interesting clients. One of them right now has hosted me in sponsoring this, Hotel Caraval, and it's such a quirky and cute little hotel that you have, and it's right by the ocean. It's close to everything, and you were able to help them market it and really get it on the map for St. Croix. Can you tell us a little bit more about them? Because they're a really gorgeous and really cute hotel. Yeah. Um, hotel Caravelle and Casino is right on the boardwalk in downtown Christian said it's walking distance to everyone. Like kind of dubbed it sort of the urban Caribbean experience because <laughs> you don't really need a car. You can yeah. walk to restaurants. I mean, there's nightlife, everything sort of, you can hop a boat right from there over to Buck Island or National Park or to the beach at Hotel on the key. So everything is sort of walking distance. The hotel has just gone under its second major renovation. This one was after the storm. So they've redone some of the, actually all the rooms. Um, they actually used to have these sliding glass doors that went to nowhere. So they yeah. got rid of those and put in <laughs> windows and the pool's been redone. So it's a modern hotel, but it's in this sort of historic you, I mean, you said it was so cute when you yeah. when you drove through. It's like old Danish architecture. This is where yes. Alexander Hamilton actually lived as a child. So, and Caraville has done a great job in in sort of revitalizing Christiansted. They do uh, concerts for the whole city, like free concerts, and they're just really involved. They actually redid all the boardwalk lights. It's just a community service project. So it fits in line with some of the community projects that I like to do to have an on-island client 
that works with the community. It also, like we were talking about, gets you out of the it gets you out of the house a little bit too. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, the thing about that hotel is that it is it's so close to everything. I mean, this morning I literally went out the door and just walked around, not even a three or five minute walk, and I was in the middle of everything, and there was so much to see. And I think when you go to these little islands, sometimes you need a car to see anything, and over here, there's everything. Like, And it's not also very commercialized. Like, there's no Starbucks, nope. there's no, you know, the Target. It's all very homegrown and a lot of locals who have built their properties and businesses here, which is great. And I also love to tell people, especially because there has been a lot of natural disasters happening in the Caribbean, is to definitely come down here and visit because they have been doing so much work to all of the different tourist destinations that this is a time to go, you know, and and there's so much to see. And right now, like, oh, my God, thank goodness I'm here rather than in New York because the weather's in the 80s and it's beautiful. And also, I have to point out that everyone here is so friendly. It's like the typical, you know, when they say to you, like, island people are really nice. Sometimes you go to an island and it's not like that. But St. Croix is definitely like that. Everyone always has a smile on their face. They honk their horn to say hello to you. It's It's been a really great experience being here. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that <laughs> because it is, um, and that's, you know, we, talk, we, we talked about it when you first came in. When you walk into the location, if you say good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is, even yeah. good night. Good night is a greeting here, not like a, it's not a goodbye. Yeah. And you always say that before you start your conversation and, you know, you'll walk into a bank and you say good afternoon and everyone turns around and says good <laughs> afternoon so and it's just you know everyone you know people you say people wave at you in your car people will also stop it's rude yeah. to beep at them to yeah. say hey get going I gotta go yeah because they'll go they just gotta you know relay a message and then they'll move <laughs> on island island time you know and there's lots of independent businesses it's it's amazing both people that come from the states to open businesses and locals that open businesses but we've got a lot of fabulous fabulous restaurants um i can't wait to take you to dinner tonight i know <laughs> the food is also really good also i've been talking to some of the people here that really became islanders right because they used to be in mainland in the us in you know the the 50 states and they came here to settle and everyone has so many interesting stories and I was telling Sarah that they could start their own podcast just by talking to people Mm. and what their journey is (laughs) I know like Sarah maybe you should start a podcast because I was just talking to them for a minute or two and I was already getting all of these really interesting journeys from people how they got here and how they came here Yeah. You know, the Hotel Caraval has a sister hotel, the Company House Hotel, and we do a monthly social series there where I interview one local business person. It's called In Good Company. It's on Company Street. It's the Company House Hotel. Mm -hmm. So it kind of ties in with that and everybody loves it. It's become such a popular little after work social hour. One of my friends had said, I love stopping by because you interview someone that I wanted to know a little bit more about. And we've done artists and business owners, but those are the type of people that, yeah, it would be kind of cool to get those them yeah. on the podcast. Too. I, I think so too, because it's all really fascinating and everyone's journey is so different from everybody else's. And I can't wait to meet more people and to really listen 
parents and to how they got here too, right. you know? Now, what about your journey as an entrepreneur? Because mm-hmm. you are transitioning right now to do more of your own thing. What has been the biggest setback for you becoming a remote entrepreneur? And how do you usually handle those setbacks, especially since you are in this kind of remote island, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, when we moved back this last time, I told my husband, I said, so we can move back, but I'm going to have to go visit clients. And I kind of want to go visit clients (laughs) because it gets me, you know, there's this thing called rock fever. Like after a certain amount of time, you're like, okay, I got to get off this island here. And by having clients elsewhere, it gives me that chance to just go explore. It gets my travel bug out, whether it's with my family, without my family, with girlfriends or alone even. I think that's a really important thing to keep healthy, no matter where you live whether you live in New York City or you live on an island, you kind of have to get out of your surroundings every once in a while to appreciate what you do have. For me, living in the States for five years was a way that I actually appreciated my island life that much more. I think my transition into sort of running my own blog and and managing my own brand is that I'm so used to doing it for other people that it's been a really hard start trying to get it going for myself. I listened to a number of your podcasts. I got some (laughs) great ideas on um, some resources to help me get going. I still love doing the content for other people and I will continue to do that. But you know, after living in the States these last five, I've been up there five years. I have a lot of people that want to follow and figure out, you know, they know me personally and they want to know what's going on. So there is a network of island bloggers Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to sort of be that as my own and not just on behalf of my clients as well. Now you touched upon this a little bit because when you do work remotely, even if you are in a beautiful island like this, you do tend to stay at home sometimes and you're in your own little world. And we talked a little bit about this is like, what's the point of moving to this beautiful island and being able to work remotely if you also don't leave your house? Right. How are you able to push yourself to go out there and meet new people when you first moved here or when you started working remotely so Mm -hmm. that you don't have cabin fever or Mm -hmm. don't see the sun at all like I'm doing right now in New York City? (laughs) Good thing you're here. I know. Thanks. Um, I think that that's that balance that I think everybody has, whether you work remotely for yourself or in an office, is figuring out where you want to spend your time and what's most important. Because I feel like when I first got here, I was work, 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 working. And I took a step back and said, okay, I've got work to do, but I've also... It takes a little bit more to run your household here because things are a little bit further away. They're they're a little bit slower. So I took a step back and, and sort of looked at my priorities. And I think everyone has to do that at some point is where are your priorities? How much do you want to work? Like where is the balance between making enough money or having enough time? So that was something that I don't think I did it when I first moved back. It took me pretty much a year. I think I was a hermit. I don't yeah. think I went out. People are like, hey, you're back. And I'm like, oh, I've been back a year. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you. <laughs> it's definitely a huge balance between yeah. the both because you do want to make your business successful. You do want to make sure that you're doing everything that you need to. Mm-hmm. That's why I think having a community and also finding 
really great cafes like this that we're at right now really helps with that balance because you're still able to leave your house, you're still able to work, and you're not stuck at home and right. you see people right. around you. Yeah. And sometimes you might not be as productive because you don't have your double screen up and you're yeah. not like totally uber focused on the tasks you're working on. But it's good for the creativity. You know, yeah. it's a great way to, you know, in our industry, everybody's so collaborative too. It's not like a cutthroat, like it's my contract. I don't want to talk to anybody else. But like talking about this cafe is a great thing for my, my hotel client because people that stay at the hotel should know about that. Yeah. So we'll post about it, you know, and I think that that's, if we keep that collaborative nature and we sit at these big communal tables and get to meet our neighbors or visitors, then it keeps that creativity just strong. Yeah. I actually work, okay, so when I'm at home, I tend to get more distracted because there's a lot of things like, oh, going to, to the fridge or watching Netflix. But I always notice that when I work at a cafe, I become more productive because oh. there's no Netflix. And, and no I, fridge. No fridge. <laughs> yes. I mean, you could order stuff, but you know, like you have to pay more and more if you do that. So you have to stop yourself, right? But it's also, I feel like the noise actually gives me energy. Mm, it's like that white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so great. I think it's amazing that there's so many of these yeah. cafes that are popping up that really is geared towards remote workers and digital nomads because we definitely need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we and everyone deserves to travel. Makes you a it makes it just opens your horizon we talked about this is a very culturally rich island and if we are stuck in our little bubble at home then we don't get to experience all that we're going to take you to tonight is jump up which is this yeah. big street festival we're going to try a whole bunch of local food and you're going to get to see mocha jumbies and hey we're right here working too exactly so. <laughs> and that's part of work which is yeah. incredible you know and that's really what I love about traveling and working at mm -hmm. the same time. I think there has to be a balance between the two because I think sometimes we get so caught up with working. Sometimes we don't actually get to see anything or vice versa. Right. We don't get to work because we're so busy just seeing everything. And just finding that balance is always good to do. Now, with your job, a lot of people would be really interested in your job right because you have a really awesome thing that you're doing you create content for people and you take photos you write your blogs and then you also help others do this specifically mm -hmm. hotels yep. now do you have any great resources where people can also figure out how to do this as well I think some of the tools we use are so important. We shared a couple earlier because yeah. um, you've got some interesting tools, and I think that's that collaborative thing that happens at these communal yeah, tables. exactly. But I love my scheduling tools. Sprout Social is one I use. The things that make your life a little bit easier is and being able to keep the work flowing while you're out exploring or adventuring and knowing that the posts are going to go up and that you can engage on the fly, but you don't have to actually create the content on the fly, you know, the, there's with hotel clients, which is my mostly what I'm dealing with right now. Um, it's more of a curated feeds rather than the in the moment, this is what's happening at the front desk. So it gives me that flexibility to make sure everything's scheduled and, and we're moving forward. 
I love bringing in influencers to our, our properties because I think that is just such a great niche marketing. If you go look for a hotel right now, you're usually directed to Expedia or bookings.com or some of the big OTAs um, to book your rooms. And it's the little independent hotels that have sort of that funky, interesting adventure traveler or explorer. And that's what I look for when I travel. Yeah. I think that's what St. Croix drives people to come here. It's off the beaten track. So it's not, you know, it's not a big club med. It's not a Marriott. Like, yeah. so it, it's, it's got this location specific, it's got some sort of drive that's bringing you here. So when we bring in influencers or, um, different types of visitors that showcase it to their audience. I find that that's, those are the type of travels we want to attract. Yeah. And there's definitely a different feeling to St. Croix because it has everything that island life has, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit more to it. I think it's the people. It's also the, the way of the feel of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting and it's, Really funny because when I was taking a walk super early this morning, I was just looking at it because when I arrived here, it was at night and I didn't really get to see the streets and what it really looked like. And then I looked to my left and then I looked to my right. To my left was the ocean. To my right was the mountains. And it, and then right in the middle is just this colorful yeah. city. So it's the streets were incredible. And I was like, wow, this is a really special island. And then people are so friendly. And then I thought to myself, after I met all the people you introduced me to, this is the reason why people stay here is there's just a really amazing atmosphere. And then the background on top Mm -hmm. of that, it's like, Amazing. Yeah. Our Department of Tourism just came out with a new ad campaign and talks about the St. Croix vibe. Yeah. And it really is. It's a vibe. It has this vibe that sort of draws you in and holds on to your spirit whether you're here or not. And we see so many people that leave and come back. We talk about like... When my husband came back the first time, they talked about it was like the reverse brain drain. Because when you live <laughs> on an island, you have to go get experience yeah. and, and educate. Like you go to college and then this island tends to draw those people back. It's amazing how many people continue to come back. You you know, whether it's on vacation or whether it's for good, there's a new trend here where um, Christians, people that are from here who can't live here for whatever reason it is, will send their children back to stay with their auntie or their grandmother for the summer and go to summer camp here. Because then they get to learn that culture and that experience and they get to have the beach and they have, you know, they get to do all the things that, their parents did when they were kids, but the parents can stay home and continue to work and support the family. As you know how it usually is. Yes. But that's a great way. At least their children can experience yes. this beautiful island. So that's awesome. Now, Sarah, let's look to about 30 years from now. Ooh. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy do you want to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Mm, that's a big question. <laughs> I, I I love connecting people and I love creating groups. And if we go back to sort of that collaborative table, I'm always sort of trying to find ways to connect people. And this isn't 
I don't even think this has to do with like my career, but I love being able to like, it's like the matchmaker. Like I find the perfect business partner for you or your next spouse or just being able to connect people is, um, you're like a matchmaker for everything, (laughs) whether jobs or romance. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do, I love connecting people. And I think living on an Island you don't realize how everybody's connected. So it becomes kind of fun to yeah. sort of connect people and, and help, maybe it's helping them. I love helping new people when they get to Island because I feel like when you get to Island, there's this chance that it's not going to be for you. But with the right friend and the right guidance, it could be the right place for you. So if, if you're like, hey, I don't want to, you know, that person, I'm not sure they're going to make it or not on the island, like give them a hand, like help them out and, and help them navigate that first year. Cause it is anywhere you move is it, the first year is always a roller coaster. So I love seeing good people stay here and help the island. I joined a board of the St. Croix Environmental Association. And, you know, the environment is really important, especially when you're on an island and we've got reefs and national parks and three different types of turtles that come nest here. Like, so I, I took a long time figuring out which nonprofit I wanted to be part of as a board member, but I'm very proud to be part of the St. Croix Environmental Association. So I, I feel like I'm, I've got my hands on a lot of different things, but I think that's what's really cool about living in a small place is that you can have a bigger impact. And like you said, everybody kind of knows everyone. So it's always great because it's, you know, it's like neighborly. You you help each other out. And especially when you have things that are realities like natural Mm -hmm. disasters, it's kind of what you do for each other. You know, it's you just lend a helping hand when it's needed or when it's wanted either way. Right, right. And someday, I should have added this when my 30-year piece is I would love to have like a couple Airbnbs here so we could travel a little bit more. You know, I have a a young child right now. So when he's, you know, when we're empty nesters, I'd love to be able to come and go and see other locations because I think there's something about being able to stay where, where you travel. Like I've traveled, I've been a tourist and I've been a traveler and I've lived in other locations. And when you get to know a culture, I think that's where you really get to spend some time and know the people and understand. It makes you a better person to to know that not everybody's exactly like you. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing about traveling. I think we, sometimes when we start, it's just to look at places, but we stay or stay longer because of what we get and also because of the people that are there and the culture that right. we we understand. Right, right. So are you working on anything currently that's really exciting to you? Yes, I'm working on my own blog. I've blogged a number of times in my life. I blogged through Peace Corps and I blogged as we traveled around the world, but I kind of stopped as I took up content management for my clients and I've I've neglected my own brand for a while, so I'm really excited to relaunch Uncommon Mama, my blog, my Instagram, and focus a little bit on what it's like to live on an island, work remotely. We're about to uh, build a house here. Um, so Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> We're currently living in a multi-generational home, which has its 
ups and downs. And uh, we actually have a small cabin out back that I built for, that my husband built for us. So, you know, eventually having our own space is going to be fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really exciting. And everything is happening. So a lot of stuff in this small little island that's happening for you. Mm -hmm. If our listeners want to know more about you or how they can get to St. Croix and learn more about this amazing island, where should they go? I think a great place to start is my Instagram currently until my website goes up. So that's instagram.com forward slash uncommon mama, M-A-M-A. If you want to learn more about just staying here for a shorter vacation, hotelcaravel.com is a great place to learn about staying right in the middle of it all in Christianstead. And if you message me directly, I'm happy to recommend whatever else you are looking for on St. Croix. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here today and for telling us all of the different amazing things that you can see in St. Croix. Really appreciate you welcoming me here as well. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sarah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to properly reach out to PR companies to work with brands all over the world. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.